Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the LC and Jack Radio Show live from New York. And now, here are your hosts, LC and Jack. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the L.C. and Jack Radio Show with the boy L.C. holding it down. Give us a shout here in the studio. You can reach us at area code 347-843-4738. Up close and personal, Urban Talk Radio. Well, I tell you, it is a blazing hot Wednesday 90, uh, I want to say about 95 degrees, but 95 isn't bad, but it's super duper humid. So I can't complain, right? It's better than snow. (laughs) But it is a scorcher, and it's supposed to be hot again tomorrow here in New York City. So we're welcome to have you here for another edition of the show. Of course, we uh, have guests that time to time make an appearance so we'll have a guest here in a second but what I'd like to start off the show is taking a second to pay our respects to the Alton Sterling family for those that may not know you've been underneath a rock gentlemen Alton Sterling, a African-American male shot five times in the chest by a Baton Rouge, Louisiana police officer. There's actually two police officers on the scene. There's a video. If you haven't seen it, it's tragic. And, you know, just tired of hearing about African Americans being shot and killed by police officers. Enough is enough. Get together in your communities, wherever you live, anywhere in this world. Here in the United States, big problem. It's going to be up to us as a people to make the change. You can't rely on the police force or any other government agency to do what we need to do and that's force change in our communities it starts with each and one of us so these things don't happen tragically a man lost his life and his family will no longer see him just a tragic story our hearts and prayers go out 
to the Sterling family. With that said, we're going to talk a little bit on the positive side. It's going, we're, going to, we're going to keep it upbeat and talk a little basketball. All those know this past weekend, the 4th of July weekend, a lot of activity, and we're going to jump right into it. Um, I, he's been on the show maybe about a month ago, had a great show. He has his pulse on the league, knows what's going down, which was a lot. So we're so happy to welcome back to the show, Mr. Tony Williams. What's happening, Tony? How are you? I'm Gus. How are you, man? Hi, right, man. I'm hanging in there. You know, it was just a tragic story last night and kind of got me in a foul mood. But, you know, I'm trying to trying to be positive. Of You know, sports kind of can do that and, you know, kind of take us away from reality for at least a period of time. Uh, but, you know, just a very tragic story to a... You know, an individual, and more, and even more so to a family losing, losing their father, husband, etc. So, right. But, but, um, hey, a lot of stuff going on. I know you've been busy. NBA is man. The season just finished, and I don't think it's going to die down anytime soon. All the rapid fire of different news coming down. All the different signings. Now we know. It's not official, correct, until I think tomorrow, these signings. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's correct. The, uh, the, and they're, they're, they're the moratorium on signings until, until Thursday, July, July 7th. So, that, so then it's official then. Okay, so let's, let's, let's right out the gate while we got you. We got a little time with you. Let's, let's talk about the top story. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Knicks, which I know is your main beat, but... Everyone's talking about Kevin Durant. Now, be honest, I think when we had you on the show, we didn't talk a little bit about free agency. We really ran out of time. Did you ever think that KD was going to go to Golden State? No, because what I heard and my intel out there, I had heard that he was going to stay. What I heard was it was a tug of war going on with him and people. He has a small inner circle, but his advisors have been wanting him out of OKC for years. They wanted him to a bigger market. They want him on, on a on a more flashier team. So so for years, I know his advisor had tried to get him out of there, but he's a loyal cat, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And his mom and his mom loved being in OKC. So it was hard. It was a hard decision for him. But ultimately, he made the, made the choice. Uh, I know it, I know people either you know they're either for or against it. But it's what he made. It's, it's his right as a free agent to make that, that decision. But I don't think anyone really saw it coming in the 11th hour. I was shocked because I would figured because of him, they was not in the finals. So I figured he said, you know what? I'm going to play better. I'm going to make sure well, I'm going to take the team on my back. And we're going to get to the finals next year. Sign a one year at least. And, That's what people you know, are and, thinking. Yeah. And then, and then you go just about, I mean, I don't know what Golden State's cap situation would have been next year but at next year he could do what he want but yeah I tell you man very surprised I figured again that he would he would stand pat but figured wrong and I, it, it's kind of 
I, you know, people. I'm talking to a lot of people. Of course, everybody's talking about this situation. But I tell people all the time the LeBron situation was different. And yes. to me, and you can tell me, Tony, it, the, to me the LeBron situation was different. There was no talent around LeBron. Zero talent. He took that team as far as he could take it. And guess what? He said, you know what? I want to win a championship. I'm going to go to Florida. And I don't think anybody had a problem with that. But he he, he made a whole big deal about it. Uh, you know, the decision and the celebration before they even won a, a championship was like rubbing in people's face. So I, I think that was the biggest issue with that I had with LeBron. Hey, listen, you go away if you want. But, right. you know, there's no reason to make a whole big thing about it. Make the make the decision, move on. And and these guys were celebrating. I remember they they going to win all these championships before they even play, <laughs> play the game. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think, I think the thing is, as you said, it is different with LeBron because when LeBron did, he exhausted every ounce of sweat and energy on that franchise. No and Danny Ferry, Danny Ferry was at the GM, and he did nothing really to help LeBron as far as getting him supporting cast around him. So, I mean, after a while, LeBron got tired carrying a franchise on his shoulders. And he actually went to a, a Heat team that only averaged about 40 wins a season, I think, before that. So and it wasn't like he's going to, to a powerful team. He went there and made them powerful. Now what Kevin's doing is totally opposite. He is going to a team that was better than his, a team that beat him in a 3-1 series of deficits, a team that is already stacked and doesn't really need him. So it's almost like he's saying, I can't beat him, I might as well join him. And, and to me, that's that. I know. I, hey, Michael Jordan uh, on on social media was asked about it, and he said, "Listen, I yeah, I never thought about that, man. I always liked the competition. I was never like, you know, join them if I can't beat them." I'm like, "Listen, we, we're gonna lace them up." Now he he did say, "Hey, it was great when we went to the Olympics and we all kind of <laughs> got together," but he was all about competition. So, but I guess you of know course. nowadays the 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 athlete looks at the only way that they're going to be a Hall of Famer is if they win, win a win a ring. Yeah. Win a championship. I guess that's how these guys look at it. I mean, you know, Patrick Ewan didn't win, but us as Knicks fans look back now not having him, and you realize how great a player he was. Now, he just didn't have that sidekick. That was his problem. You know, Starks just, when he was on, he was on. When he was off, he was off. So they didn't have, didn't have that second option. They did, they would have won. But exactly. still a great player, man. I tell you, that Pat Ewing, I miss him. Miss him a yeah. lot, not having him down a low post. <laughs> yeah, it's but, a shame because Kevin did tweet years ago in 2010, which mm-hmm. everyone's going to the Heat and Lakers now. And he, paraphrasing, he said, "Why not just go and he said, why not stay in your own team and try to beat those guys." And now look what he's doing. It's so, it's so hypocritical that I think he loses all our second round of league now for that. Yeah. I tell you, well, it is what it is. The pressure, all eyes on them, as Tupac would say. All eyes on them. Mm-hmm. So they don't win. It will it will definitely be um big news for them, uh, and a big disappointment. So with that said, <laughs> We, we we have you here, and I know your specialty is the Knicks. So give us 
your overall opinion on your boy Phil Jackson, <laughs> what he's done with the trade and all the signings. Well, I I wrote about that. Um, in the first two days of pregnancy, he managed to get you know Derrick Rose and and Joe Kinoa, and then a few days later he added uh, Courtney Lee. And to me, I wrote that I like Phil's uh, plan right now. I I think that for so long the Knicks have went for homers, you know, for home runs. And they always whiffed. Now Phil is hitting solid doubles, and you know what? If you hit doubles continuously, you still win ball games. So I, I do like what Phil is doing. I do like the pieces he's added. Uh, I, I like Brendan Jennings on the cheap. I do like Courtney Lee and that slot. I mean, Aaron Flalo down the stretch didn't offer and didn't offer anything really. So I think it's upgraded as shooting guard. I like overall what Phil is doing. Now the thing is though, the caveat is this is just still a big what if team. If they stay healthy, all of them, and they perform as they should, this is probably a four or five seed. But if the injuries hit them, they can still be fighting for eight seed again. Well, why? Who's who's better than them outside of Cleveland? I would say probably the the, 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 the top team ahead of them. I would say Cleveland. Uh, I would think. Uh, I would think also um, Indiana. I think asking better this year, but they got. Jefferson, I think, is a big coup for them, and, mm-hmm. and they got Jeff Teague, and they got Jeff Teague. So I think Cleveland, Indiana, I, w- I would say probably Boston is still there. Uh, but I, I, outside of those teams, I think the Knicks can contend for for a top four seed and a top four seed that gets you home court advantage in the first round. Okay, all right. Well, so so if everything breaks right, and it's early, and you said the key word. If they stay healthy, which is almost impossible for some of these guys, I mean, especially Derrick Rose. But the reason why I think it's a good gamble, if if you look at that, there was no point guards to be had. If Phil didn't pull the trigger on that trade, I don't, I don't know who we would have as point guard. Yeah. So, so that was I, 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 it's a win-win. He's playing for a contract, so unless he's just Really injured, he's gonna be out there trying to get get that big payday. Of course, and, and with Derek, last year he played sixty six games and he averaged sixteen points and four assists. So that is actually better than calling on and Jerrion Grant. So if you can, if he can do that same thing again, <laughs> if, he, if he can do those same numbers, the Knicks have a very good bargain on a one year rental, and then you have a decision to make next July. But that's not right now on Phil's mind. Right now, Phil's mind is on upcoming season. And if he gets Derrick Rose, who is pretty darn, who's still pretty good, and he still can know that's healthy from shoulder injury, the Knicks are on something. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. It's So, they they signed the big names. You had mentioned them. The, I, I guess we call them the starting five, and, and that's what they are. What about some of the other additions that they added uh, they had some some guys from from uh, Europe and a draft pick from I guess a couple of years ago. Well, what, 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 what's your thoughts on some of the guys like a, a Willie uh, Hernan Gomez, some of these other guys that we're, we're kind of not sure on? What's your thoughts well, on yeah. these guys? Well, we're talking about that uh, last year actually with Chris Daff uh, during practice one day, and he was raving about his, his teammates over in the Savage League. And, and the first thing that came up, it was Willie. He was very high on Willie. Now, Willie's a six foot ten forward. 
they can shoot a little bit. He's pretty good around the rim, as I've, I've, I've been told. And Chris has his high on him. So as far as as far as getting Willie acclimated to, to his area, he'll lean on Chris Stapp. And that, that's not a bad thing. So I think that's a good pickup. I think it's a good stash away move. And I do like what this is doing overseas as well. Yeah, definitely. It definitely looks like it's, uh, you know, Phil and, and the staff has done their homework. And it looks like the bench is going to be a decent bench here. It looks like we'll be able to, you know, when these guys go out, which I'm sure they'll keep a couple guys from the starting lineup to, to play a yes. little bit on that second team. But it looks like yes, we so. do have some fire firepower. Uh, they will, I guess they were able to um, uh, keep some of the reserve guys that we had, uh, but they did well, lose um, Lang- Langston, right? Yeah, Galloway, about an hour ago, he was talking the Pelicans. That's after the Knicks had the qualifying offer rescinded. So they lose Galloway, but they, they retain Lance Thomas, who was key last year. That's a big move. Uh, yep. they, they, they get they get Willie from Spain, and they uh, and they the other uh, other European player. Not bad. They, they might keep uh, O'Quinn, and they might keep Serapin. Derek Williams is a question mark. He might get his rights rescinded as well because I don't think they can afford his, his contract. But you know what? They say themselves with Brandon Jennings. I think that's a, gr- a very good savvy move to have a backup in case. Because Brandon really is a starter in, in the league. And I, I like the fact that you have a guy with experience and, and, and also knows how to play the game backing up a guy who's injury prone. So the guy who goes down ahead of Brandon and goes down, Brandon comes in and they don't lose much uh, on the court. So you so any other so oh you mentioned O'Quinn which he is already under contract. You think the Knicks will move move him? Well, well they could. I believe they can, they can save almost four million dollars if they do that. Uh, I know that Therapin also is a, is a uh, RFA. He might also give us something as well. So there's still moves to be made by Phil. He can still gain some more cap space. And the good thing is that uh, in order to resign our own guy, you know, you know, they're allowed to go over the cap if they want mm-hmm. to sign their own guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is good. So, wow, I tell you, last time we talked, I don't want to say it was bleak, but you definitely didn't um, see any light at the end of the tunnel for the Knicks. So it's amazing <laughs> what free agency has done. Uh, it is interesting, though, that some of these guys have gotten – I don't want to say marginal players, but I guess I'll use that word for back of better lack of a better term. I mean, uh, Doc Rivers' son got something like thirty-six million dollars. Yes, unbelievable. Is he a twelfth guy? <laughs> there, there, I tell you, I think I me and you are in the wrong of, business. I tell you, and I tell you, I have friends in NFL, and they were texting me saying, "Man, I'm in the wrong sport, man." <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-six million dollars. Uh, that's that's what I understand he signed for. Of course, his dad, you know, got got him that deal. Oh he, yeah, he stays with all, the Clippers. So that's all. Uh, all guarantees. <laughs> <laughs> now, outside the Knicks, again, we talked about KD. We got a little time left with you, uh, and I guess we'll, we'll shoot this way first, and then we'll bounce around. Russell Westbrook. Obviously, now that KD's gone. We know he's going to trade him. What's your thoughts there? Where do you think he'll land? Well, I think the tricky thing is with Russell is that he is in the final year of his contract. So if you're going to trade for him and give up a bunch of assets, 
which is, which is required of a guy that that talent, you have to know that you're going to sign him the following following year. If you trade for him and you lose him, then you get nothing at all. So I think the big thing is to go to a team where he knows that he might resign there next year. And there, I don't think that that list is that that big, honestly. I, I don't I don't know right now what he's thinking. But I, I can't imagine any team trading for him and giving him assets knowing that he still won't sign with them after that. So I would say he is, he is an L.A. kid. So I would say right there, you know, Lakers are, all, you know, are always in play. But then again, Lakers have always whipped their fans on, on Fragens lately in the last couple of years. So right now it's a crapshoot. But if you're a team who wants Russell, you need to have some kind of almost guarantee that he will resign with you next summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rumor is like you said, LA and possibly outside shot by the Knicks. So the Knicks look like they might be in play for that, depending on how they. I, I think this will all depend on how well they play. Even if he does go to LA, if the Knicks have a good year, I mean, you, I could see where he could slide right in, right into oh, that. Absolutely. Yep, yes, right into the lineup. Right, because Derrick Rose is, is getting, I think, twenty-one million this year, so that comes off the books. So right there, they'll, they'll have cash available. For, you know, Russell. It's going to be interesting. What other, any other signings out there outside the Knicks and KD and uh, did, did were maybe a surprise to you or you thought it was big news outside of Kevin Durant? I saw an underrated move, as usual, it was the Spurs, getting Kyle Gasol on the mm-hmm. Chiefs. Uh, I, I think that was brilliant because even if Tim Duncan retires, they have a guy now who who comes right into the lineup and actually is, is right now at his point of his career better than Tim Duncan. So if you keep Duncan as a as a race, if you lose him, you still have power in your back pocket. Now, I think that was a brilliant move for them. So so if you can pair Powell and Aldridge at the same time, that is a, a deadly uh, combination and that can match anything Golden State does. I think. You think you have? They have enough though to to beat Golden State, though. I mean, it's gonna be tough to beat I, Golden State. You got a young. They're a young, te- young team, man. Yeah, I think the fact that they lost Dial to a trade to the Jazz and they lost David West, who signed again with a, a, a title contender, Poland and Golden State, I think that hurts them a little bit. But I don't put anything against Pop. I, I know they get Mono back, which will be, you know, be refreshed. Tony Parker will you know, be, be refreshed. They have Kawhi Leonard. They have Aldridge. They have enough pieces there still. Like I said, I don't discount anything Pop does. Interesting. Interesting. Any other signings outside of, uh, I mean, one I'll throw out there to you. I was surprised Boston made some news and was able to sign, um, uh, who were they? Horford. Yes. Yes. I was surprised. I mean, they've been striking out. Nobody wants to go to Boston. (laughs) And he decided to go. Yeah, what I was hearing is that, uh, that Horford was very upset with Atlanta for not coming correct initially out of the gate. He felt almost like there was a lack of respect there. And I know that he was stewing while the Hawks kind of pitter-pattered in you know, their feet rounds and didn't really make a great offer until Boston got serious. So I think Al would just felt like a lack of respect and the fact that he's done so much in that community and social that franchise that mm-hmm. thinks that, you know, at the 11th hour for the Hawks offer was just too late. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh we talked about the Lakers. I was surprised they gave uh, ex-Nick Timothy uh, Moskov uh, such a big deal. And they gave it to him right out the gate. Were you surprised about that? 
I was surprised at the number, but but then I looked further and closely into it. It's actually a three-year deal, not a four-year. The fourth year is an option. So really, it's uh, it's not fifty-four million. It's more like forty-nine million, which is still a mm-hmm. lot for a guy who who didn't play much for the last two years. But I will say this: with Mozgov in the finals last year, fifteen, he was probably the second best player on the Cavs. Remember, they didn't have Kevin Love, they didn't have Kyrie, they just constantly in that lineup. They were just really banged up. They only had LeBron only, and Mozgov I think averaged almost a double double in that final. So. He can play. I've seen him close to half a year here in New York. The guy can play. He has talent. And they need a, a big man because Hibbert was terrible in L.A. So I think Luke Walton really wanted a guy who's kind of versatile. He can step out and shoot jumpers. He can go in the post. He can block shots and rebounds. So I think that it was kind of a surprise. But looking back on it, it's not really that bad of a deal. Mm, interesting. Any any other signing that, that you said, you know what? Wow. Made news. Well, I, I don't think it was a wow factor, but I do think that the fact uh, that the Rockets are trying to stockpile a lot of shooters around James Harden. They added Ryan Anderson, and, and they added uh, Eric Gordon. So I, I think having those two snipers on, on the perimeter and having and having uh, Harden do his thing, I, I like what they're going to do because that's an up-tempo kind of system. So they have shooters all around, and it was mm-hmm. kind of understated. The fact that Gordon and Ryan Anderson – they're not stars, but it was a good. But they were good, solid signings for a guy for his offense. Excellent. Well, I tell you, it's been great having you on. I tell you, the, the half hour goes so quick, man. We start talking yes. about what's what's going on. It, it, it goes <laughs> very fast. Why don't you give the um, and again for those that just tune in, we have uh, Tony Williams from Metro. And why don't you uh, without plug in whatever you got going on or you. Your Twitter handle, so uh, the listeners out there want to reach out to you. Uh, sure. Why don't you uh, plug your information there, Tony? Sure, thanks. I'm, well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at T-Bone8. That's T-B-O-N-E, number eight. And you can also find me on my Facebook page uh, as T-Bone8Sports. Well, Tony, it's been a pleasure. Do you have any final thoughts on the Knicks before we, we let you run tonight? Well, what's what no, you... I'll... I'm just waiting to see what they do with Derek Williams. because I really enjoyed watching him last year. High-energy guy. He did me a lot of touches to be effective. And if, if they somehow can squeeze him in, I would love to see that happen. I agree. Yeah, that instant offense when he was on was great. And it's great. Yeah, you need a guy like that off the bench to give Absolutely. you that. Yeah, to give you that spark, especially if you, you come out starting the game kind of slow. So I think we, we both see eye-to-eye on that. And for once, I think we're excited to uh, for a new season, and, and, <laughs> it's, and it's not embarrassing to say you're a Nick fan anymore. Yeah, it's been a few years coming, so I'm glad for Nick fan. Well, again, it's great. We look forward to having you on in the future, maybe uh, before the season kicks off, unless something big happens if Phil pulls. Which, <laughs> but one last question. I know you got to run, but this has been on my mind. Were you surprised that D Wade didn't at least think about coming to the Knicks? Now we knew I heard that he was gonna sit down with them and I think Phil blew him off and said, Hey, you're not gonna <laughs> sign because we don't have that type of cap space. What what do you think his deal is? Why why wouldn't you come to the Knicks and now you'd have a real I mean if the Knicks would have got D Wade instead of Lee. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. 
Yeah, I, I think Phil knew already. I think I think Phil knows how the game is run, and I think Phil didn't want to get used by Dwayne Wade people because there right. really wasn't any shot in coming here. Uh, but I, I'm hearing that Chicago right now, the real real thing here, Chicago might happen because because, because the Bulls can send offers on Calderon and Dunleavy, clear cap space. So I look up for Chicago, but still in the game, still know that 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 Wade people were only using the Knicks as leverage, uh, you know, against Miami Heat. So I mean, I I think that's why that you know it you know it never happens. But uh, if Wade if Wade would have came here, then yes, it, it, all bets are off. It's been, been a great experience, but Phil knew it was up. Yeah, it, well, I, well, I go to Chicago. I mean, you're not going to win anything there. They're rebuilding. It's home. It's home, and they have Rondo, so they have a true point to get the ball to him. So, you know, I, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, we'll see. But again, thanks, Tony, for uh, coming on the show. Tony Williams from, uh, I believe, New York Metro, if I'm right. Yes, sir. And uh, check him out. He's doing his thing, and uh, we appreciate him joining the show and informing our audience here what's what's going down with NBA basketball and the New York Knicks. So thanks again, Tony. Thanks again, man. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, sir. No problem. Have a good one. Have a good one. Thanks. Well, I tell you, we're not a sports show, but when things heat up, I'm a big sports fan. When things heat up, I got to get the people that are the experts and whatever we're talking about and find out what's what's going down. So you heard it from Tony himself who monitors the activities which are happening in NBA basketball and specifically the Knicks. So I'm excited. I know football season is here, right almost here, and baseball season's in motion. But, man, I tell you, I'm excited about basketball. <laughs> I can't wait for the season. To get going. So, well, we're going to take a brief pause for the cause, and we'll be right back. Hey, yo, what up? This is Keith Murray. I'm chilling with my boy LC and Jack on the LC and Jack radio show, Death Squad LOD. Check out my new single, Laws of Polarity. Peace. Hi, this is Melba Moore, and you're listening to the LC and Jack. This is Tyrone Brooks, Director of Player Personnel with the Pittsburgh Pirates. You are listening to the LC and Jack show. Definitely follow me on the Baseball Industry Network. They're on LinkedIn and also on Twitter, TBrooksBIN. I'm music journalist Stephen Ivory on the L.C. and Jack radio show. Hi, I'm Evelyn Champagne King. I'm here at the L.C. and Jack radio show. Yo, this is Fred, the Hammer, Williamson. Check out the L.C. and Jack show. If you got nothing else to do during the day or at night, make your life a lot more exciting, check it out. L.C. and Jack show. All right? All right. All right. All right. We back at it. Tell you what a great show when it comes to sports. I love talking about all the some of the other stuff that we talk about as well. But once we start talking about sports, it it just goes to another level for me, which is is all good. So 
we thank you for joining us for another edition of the show. It has been a really, really good show. Talking about Kevin Durant. Man, I still can't believe it. Decided to go to the dark side, as we call it. Well, hey, decisions are made every day, and you try to, as individuals, we try to put as much information or find out as much information so we can make an intelligent decision. And I guess he felt that was the best decision for him and his family. So time will tell if it was the right decision. Until then, I hope the Knicks made the right decisions in bringing these pieces together. Looks like Phil really did his homework. So I'll keep my fingers crossed. Season's right around the corner. So with that said, again, our hearts and prayers go out to the Alton Sterling family. Such a tragic, tragic situation. Make sure you hit us up, lcandjack at gmail.com on all the social media. Let us know your thoughts on the shooting or on anything that you would like to talk about. We're here each and every week. Let us know. We thank you again. We look forward to seeing you next week. Until the next show. That is the LC and Jack show. Stay safe. Stay sound. God bless.